Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to Atlanta Baseball Talk, show number 493. Today is Sunday, October 11th, 2020, and my name is Steve. I'm joined by both Hammy and Curtis. And folks, please help out the show by telling your friends, sharing links, and writing reviews. If you do it, the announcement of the Thomas Dimitrov firing will happen in conjunction with the Dan Quinn announcement. Yes. Whoa. But didn't that already happen? No, they're finalizing the details of the Dan Quinn firing. Oh, okay. I might retweet this a hundred thousand times just myself, just to make that happen. <laughs> you should tell people about the show, Kurt. You really should, Kurt. Yeah, that man. really would. I mean, looking back, that would have helped the numbers. It's a missed opportunity. <laughs> I mean, I check in with my mom every single week, so she knows. <laughs> I assume she tells people. Sure. Oh, yeah. No. No. Those are the folks we're targeting. (laughs) All right, folks, as crazy as it sounds, it is time to preview the Braves and Dodgers in the NLCS. Mm. But first, a quick break. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, boys, this is really happening. This is really happening. (laughs) The Braves have won two series in a row. And are now facing the best team in the majors, the Los Angeles Dodgers, with a chance to go to the World Series. Um, Guys, we've had some days to sort of sit around and wait for this thing to um, arrive. It's it's insane. I can't I still can't quite believe that the NLCS starts tomorrow and we're part of it and and that it's not 2018 like, you know. There's an absolute chance. It isn't just we'll be lucky to win one game like two years ago. You hope so. I I, I feel all of the, I mean, I feel that 90% of the time. And then there's, you know, I get these 10% spots where I'm like, good God, the Dodgers are so good. Please just don't embarrass us. Please. Don't. And, and they won't because we're, we're better than that. But, you know, you look into it. We have some some thinner spots in the lineup than they do. I we got said. the thin. We got the thin mention out really yes, early. early. Yeah, I just wanted man, to get Steve's blood. Time. I wanted to get your blood boiling so you could have an energetic show. <laughs> All right. So look, before we get into what we'll be facing with this Dodgers team and how they've performed in their first two playoff series, let's look at their numbers from the regular season, and they are impressive. The Dodgers finished the regular season with a record of forty-three and seventeen, which is just which, obscene. Dumb. A seven-seventeen winning percentage. 
Uh, no other team in baseball finished in the 700s in winning percentage, by the way. They finished the season on a four-game win streak and, of course, have you know swept their first two series as we have. So they have not lost a game in a long time. Um, let's look at their offense from the regular season. So the Dodgers were first in runs scored at 349. The Braves were second at 348. Fifth and on base, 338. Braves were first at 349. Hey, now. Yeah. Dodgers tied for slugging with the Braves at number one, 483. Number one in homers at 118. The Braves were two at 103. The Dodgers were number one in uh, weighted runs created at 122. The Braves were number two, just one behind at 121. The pitching, you know, is a bit of a different story. Uh, which is not necessarily reflective of what we're going to see in the postseason. But the Dodgers starters were number two in ERA. Uh, Braves were 28th. Uh, the Dodgers had a 329 ERA. The Braves 551. Starters number 10 in XFIP. Braves 26th. The Dodgers relievers were number two in ERA. The Braves were number four. Dodgers at 274, Braves at 3.5. Uh, relievers, Dodgers relievers in XFIP, number two at 388. The Braves, number 13 at 441. Uh, their relievers were number one in homers per nine at 0.82. The Braves were fifth at 0.99. Now, of course, you remove Will Smith, who is a different pitcher now. You know, I think those home runs per nine change a lot. So, Ham, hey, look. They are the best team in baseball by record, by most of the offensive and um, pitching categories. Yeah, but let's. They had just let's to talk throw some. Sorry, just to throw that in there. They also mm-hmm. Braves had that were 18th in strength of schedule. The Dodgers were 20th, right? So there's not like it's not like the Dodgers had a much easier schedule. The Braves a much harder one. They pretty much were right on the road there. So you know these numbers are legit, sort of stacking up against each other. Even though yeah. obviously they they feasted on the West and some of the, some of the lower people in the West, and we did in the East as well. Even though we couldn't beat the Orioles, except for the <laughs> Orioles. What were you going to say, Stevie? Well, I was going to ask you, Ham. So talk about the Dodgers starters that we're going to see and how they've done so far, um, and you know just how we match up. What do you see? Um, a lot of good pitching and um, sort of a similar situation to us uh, in terms of. Um, how how their their starting rotation sort of plays out. Dave Roberts calls it optionality uh, in the terms that he says he knows that Bueller will be going game one, he knows Kershaw will be going game two, and then he'll see what happens. And what that means is um, it will be some combination of Tony Gonsolin, um, Julio Urias, or uh, Dustin May of the hair, um, of the famous hair, um, you know, they, they are not a traditional one through five. He, um, against the Padres, he had Dustin May pitch one inning, um, in the clinching game. Dustin May, Dustin May pitched one inning and, and then he had a bunch of other guys come in, um, and, and, and close that out. So he had, he did it by committee. He had, um, you know, Walker Bueller's had a, a, a blister, um, and he's only pitched four innings in his two postseason starts. So Urias, Urias has pitched a lot there. So you're not going to get, um, they don't stack up, much like ours don't stack up really after Wright or Wilson, you know, even if Wilson is our fourth starter. Um, but 
they're all better than our pitchers are. Well, th- those three guys um, had an amazing regular season. So Gonsolin, he pitched. He was two and two at eight starts, a two point three one ERA. He actually led the team in WHIP with a point eight three six. Dustin May was three and one, a two point five seven ERA. He looked great. He was one of their better pitchers. Uh, Urias three and zero oh, and ten starts, uh, looked amazing. Uh, you know, the only picture and Kershaw was. Um, I mean, he if there was an All Star season, he he was six and two, two point six one six ERA, nine point six Ks per nine. Um, he was dominant this season. Uh, Bueller actually wasn't thirty six innings. Uh, he only got one decision in eight starts, so not going deep in these games. I'm sure because of whatever they were holding him back. But he has not been himself. He's a three point four four ERA. Uh, but in the playoffs, they've been great. They've been just like the Braves have. You haven't seen a lot of starters. You got two starts out of Bueller, two starts out of Kershaw, um, and then you got one that one start, that one one inning start out of May. Gonsolin didn't pitch. Um, Urias did. But so here's what you got: Kershaw in his first start went eight scoreless, uh, thirteen Ks. Uh, second start, he was a little bit more hittable. Six innings, three runs. He gave up two homers. But overall, 14 innings pitched in the postseason, 19 Ks, postseason, 19 Ks, one base on ball. Um, Bueller's been okay. Eight innings pitched. Like I said, he's only gone four innings in both of his starts because of blisters. Um, three earned runs, 16 Ks, strikes out a lot of guys, but uh, six walks. Uh, like I said, no Gonsolin, uh, only three innings from May. He's 4Ks, one base on ball, no earned runs, no hits. Um, and Urias is looking good, too. Eight innings pitched, 11 Ks in eight innings, uh, one walk, uh, only four hits, one run. So these guys strike out a lot of people, um, and they are all, you know, they can all pitch and go deep in the in the, in the game. You know, I mean, I would say, you know, Max Free just for our numbers, and we only saw three starters, obviously, 11 innings pitched, nine Ks, no walks, four earned runs over his 11 innings. Uh, and then Anderson, of course, was lights out, 11.2 innings pitch, 17 Ks, uh, three bases on balls, zero earned runs. Um, and then Wright had his start, six innings pitch, no earned runs. So, look, I think um, I think Freed can beat Bueller the way that he's been going. Um, I think, Kurt, to your point, I think the real star uh, – oh, well, sorry um, – I may have I may have spoiled something. Stay tuned. Uh, I think that um, <laughs> I think that uh, Kershaw and Anderson are well suited for each other. It's going to be a good matchup. Um, but then I think I got to give the edge to the Dodgers. I think their their combo of those guys, Gonsolin, May, and Urias, just have you know Wright is good. Um, these guys are a little bit more seasoned. They just had a better regular season. Um, they too have a really good bullpen behind them, like lots of arms, and so. Um, I don't know. I think they have the advantage. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Bueller with his with his blister and limited innings. I mean, Freed could go out there and and be, you know, an ace, right? And yeah. blow him out of the water. I mean, he could. Ian Anderson, we've only seen like the ceiling every single time he goes out um this postseason. Yeah. And Kershaw when he looks bad, he looks very mortal, right? I mean, if yeah. you can get, th- I mean, with our pitching, three runs could be all we need, you know. And Kershaw can give that up. Now, certainly, their the lineup. The fact that he gave up homers, the fact that Bueller walked guys. Yep. I mean, Bueller walked six guys over those eight innings. Yeah. 
you don't want to do that against the Braves, right? I mean, with with so many runs being scored by the home run across the entire playoffs, and certainly by the Braves, uh, you know, walks will be really bad for the Dodgers. Um, well, he also struck out sixteen guys. Yeah, he did over those eight innings, which yep. no pitcher in playoff history had struck out at least eight guys in a start of four innings or less. And he did it in back-to-back starts in this postseason. So, well, but luckily the Braves barely strike out. Bare, they're main, they mainly make contact. They're That's contact right. team. Yes. Especially <laughs> Duvall and Riley. I mean, look, Urias and May Gonson, those guys are all really good, but there is something about that. We actually have an established starter for game three, I mean, established in quotes, but, you know, <laughs> a guy who, in theory, is going to go five or six innings. Um, yeah, but that, but Gonson will do it. He did that during the season. I mean, he pitched 56. He pitched just as many innings as Kershaw and Bueller. That's, that'll be, I bet, their third starter. Okay. He's good, too. I mean, he his ERA, but he does not allow hits or walks. Not a lot of people get on base. He'll be a tough out. So. I want to interrupt for a second because I just got some breaking news on my phone that our intro actually worked already. Nice. That the Falcons have announced that both Quinn and Dimitrov have been relieved of their duties <laughs> effective immediately. Nice. Kurt, you did it. You called your mom. I, I did it. I called my mom. <laughs> I sent my mom a note and she makes things happen. Funny and, that. Yeah, I, whatever. For another show. So, Look, I, I guess I just don't think that it's so far off, you know, with all the hand wringing and insanity of our starting pitching. It's not like crazy, crazy, you know, the difference, in my opinion, it it isn't for the first three. For me, right. And I would even say if Wright looks like he did, um, you know, against the Marlins, obviously that would be amazing. Then I think, you know, he could go toe to toe with Gonsolin. I think, you know, asking Wilson and then who Tomlin, Noah, Noah to go up against may who's looked amazing. And Urias has looked really good too. I think those it's, it's when you get to games four and five and maybe, you know, Freed's on short rest or whatever. Um, but I don't see how that works in such a short week. No, they would. Yeah. I mean, we're going to five. We're getting, I mean, I think they have an advantage there. I think it's a, a wash for the first be, part. Right, a key will be that if our three established guys can go five or six, and we don't have to mess with Tomlin, for example, right? Have some of those middle uh, inning bullpen guys ready to cover games four and five. You know, if they are rested and fresh, that that's going to make a lot of difference. Yep. But I, I, I think that the, the exposure becomes much less if if our first three starters go five or six innings. Please, dear God, let it be so. <laughs> well, and if they can, you know, we saw some jams that they were able to escape out of um, in these these first two rounds. And if they can navigate through those, I, you just can't turn over the Dodgers lineup four or five times you can't give them extra outs with with errors or with base on balls which you know they they walk a lot so it seems to me that it's going to come down to that limiting them as much as as you possibly can um from adding extra runs through the walks scare me yeah the walks and you know unforced errors and stuff like that um that's the key to me yeah they're going to be much more selective hitters 
um, than we saw with the Reds and the Marlins. We're not going to be able to make them chase as much. They're not going to go after stuff that's outside of the strike zone as much. They get, but the, know, the guys are going to have to be better. This park, the the um, the Rangers, Rangers Park, yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, obviously, the, the Dodgers will have a slight advantage there because they played there already, and the Braves have never played there. I'm sure they've gotten some work in over these past few days, but um, it is not. It is a very very pitcher friendly park. Right. Um, it does not give up home runs. Um, so it, it, guys are gonna they're gonna have to earn earn runs in this park. Um, so. Hopefully some of the guys that we saw, I know we'll get to it in a minute, but some of the guys that had down series these first two rounds can get stuff going because we're going to need everybody to be contributing. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so let's talk about who the rest of some of those everybody is um, as we look at the Dodgers bullpen as it stacks up against ours. So, Ham, you mentioned the three guys who are – going to cover innings in starts in games three, four, and five, Urias, May, and Gonsolin, right? Urias and May, they've only pitched, you know, collectively 11 innings of shutout ball this postseason. Gonsolin, as you said, didn't they didn't even use him yep. this postseason, but the guy was a sub-one whip and doesn't walk people or give up homers. Right. Um, you know, from 2020. So, you know, those guys aside, right, we're going to see a lot of righty Blake Trinan, who throws a 96-mile-an-hour fastball 65% of the time. Slider and cutter, his other two pitches. He appeared in four games, gave up no runs, no walks this offseason. Um, righty Bruzdar Gratterall, 67% sinker at 99, throws a slider as well. He's given up one hit in two postseason appearances this uh, this year. Uh, righty Pedro Baez, 42% fastball, 94 miles an hour, has a changeup and a slider. He pitched one inning of shutout ball. And then Kenley Jansen, which is sort of the most interesting guy in that, right, he's, he's the Dodgers closer, except he may not be the Dodgers closer anymore. And frankly, Dave Roberts, after he got knocked around in game two of the NLDS by the Padres, will not commit to him. Um, he throws a cutter you know, over 60% of the time. And the velocity is down on that cutter. Like there are, he's got velocity issues. Hmm. So I don't know how much we see him um, in that closer role. You know, Trinan may be that guy. Joe Kelly has been kind of inconsistent. Um, you know, it's interesting, right? It's a lot of righties. Um, you know, the Kershaw is a lefty. Urias is a lefty. I want to actually go back to those guys in a minute, there's two other left. There's three other lefties in the bullpen: Victor Gonzalez, Adam Kalarik, and Jake McGee. All sub one whip in the regular season. Um, I want to go back to the starting pitching for a second. We'll get back to the uh, to the bullpen. So when Kershaw and Urias start, does Marquez still get the start against lefties? I mean, I think the answer is yes, because there's not a great alternative. I mean, Pache. Well, the problem is, right, you could do Pache and move Acuna to right. And, and, um, and I mean, right, you cannot put, you cannot put Ozuna in the field. No. It would just be dumb. So do you put Pache in there? I mean, do you think you're going to see, I don't think. 
I don't think you can trust you're going to get more offense from Pache than you are from Marcakis. Even against the You know, he's just had so little experience, hasn't faced much major league pitching. Like, I think, you know, mitigating risk, you're probably keeping Marcakis in there. You know, the nice thing about uh, Kershaw and Urias is it's going to turn Ozzy around. Um, Duval will be happy to see a lefty. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some benefit from it, too. Um, but, yeah, it's a world seal out of Marcakis. I would, I would think so. I'd be really surprised if he doesn't get all the starts. Um, so, look, the, the bullpen's good. The bullpen's good. Um, but our bullpen is just as good. I mean, don't you think? Do you guys, are you guys like? Our bullpen's better. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you take our bullpen over theirs? I would take our bullpen over anybody's. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they do have some, but you mentioned some of their shakiness, and I mean, they do have a lot of, I don't know, guys who can go an inning and stuff like this. But it's going to be seven back to back to back days. Like we're going to see their bullpen. We're going to really see how deep it can go, and and ours as well, right? Um, and I think Jansen not performing well is going to hurt them. Um, and I think Joe Kelly being erratic will continue to hurt them. Uh, and I think we have the advantage. I really yeah. do. The first couple games are going to be so key, not just because they're the first couple games. Like, it's dumb to say, you know, yeah. if we lose the first two games, that'll be bad, clearly. But, um, you know, the deeper that our starters go and the more we can protect our bullpen, you know, the bullpen that gets used more early on is really going to impact the second half of the series. There's just going to, there's going to have to be so much bullpen use. Yeah. Oh um, dear God. Really gonna let it be, be theirs. Sort of game within the game. What would you say? Just now? let it be their bullpen that we get to early and, you know, just are on their heels. Yeah. Just five we innings, need- five innings from all of our starters. Like yep. if we could just average that for the first three games, I'd be so happy. I know. I mean, six would be feel like a bonus. Just get us to five. Don't go out three and a third. I agree. Well, yeah. and and we, uh, you know, we did not obviously see the best two offenses in the first round of the playoffs that we went through, but we saw amazing pitching, um, amazing starting pitching, and really good bullpen work. I know that the, some of the numbers didn't stack up, but that was not reflective of the guys who came in to face the Braves in those five games. I mean, those were all. Their best relievers. Obviously, the starting pitching was amazing in those five games. Um, so, you know, the Braves have certainly benefited. Will have will get the benefit of having seen really good pitching coming to this point. I mean, I think that the postseason offensive numbers, and we get to them in a minute, will show that the Braves have not performed great. But I also think that's reflective of how good the pitching has been that they've seen. And the, and the, and the Dodgers have not seen pitching as good as what the Braves have seen. So it's not going to take them by surprise to have to face this pitching staff. I mean, it's not any more ominous than the two starters we got against the Reds or the three starters we against, got against the Marlins. I mean, I, I think that's a legitimate statement. Yeah, I agree. Right. And advantage Braves bullpen. Right. Yep. All right, Kurt. So let's talk about the scariest part of the Dodgers, <laughs> <laughs> which is their one through nine. Yeah, I was looking at a um, a breakdown, you know, like a 
a position by position comparison of the Braves and the Dodgers. Um, this was on MLB, and not surprisingly, the Braves did not get a lot of <laughs> did not win a lot of these breakdowns. Um, I mean, basically, Freeman Acuna by hair's width and Ozuna were the only offensive players that they took over um, the Dodgers lineup, which is just stacked. I mean, it's, you know, it's guys that are MVP threats and um, all-stars and everything else. I mean, you know, and you look at what they did, obviously we did not get a lot of production out of our, our stars. Um, That that was not the case with, with the Dodgers. Um, Mookie Betts, Slash 368, 435, 632. Cody Bellinger, 316, 381, 579. Their catcher, Will Smith, 294, 429, 412. You know, when we talked about that there was only a couple of guys on the Braves lineup that were over 250, there was really only a couple of guys for the Dodgers that were under 250. Muncie, Chris Taylor, and Justin Turner. And Muncie and Turner are infinitely dangerous. Um, so in the same sense that we're hoping, obviously, that Freeman and Ozuna and Albies wake up, I'm sure they're expecting the same out of Turner and Muncie and Chris Taylor to an extent. So it's just a deep, loaded lineup, you know, and Jock Peterson is the guy who you'll probably use as their DH. He had a really good, he's had a really good postseason. The one thing that stands out is for a team that hit so many home runs this year, they've only hit two. And that might come from the fact that they played in um, Dallas or Arlington for this for their last round of um, playoffs. They do not um, strike out a lot comparatively. The Braves so far in the postseason have 63 Ks and 16 base on balls. The Dodgers have 39 Ks and 27 base on balls. Um, so they're patient, um, and they wait for you to make mistakes and then they make you pay for it. And it's up and down the lineup. I mean, it's the best offense in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Advantage I mean, look, I would take their, you know, I would take their offense, you know, yes. I mean, advantage Dodgers. Um, look, we need, we need some of our guys to do what they can do, right? Ozuna needs to have a better series than he has over the first five games. Um, Freddie needs to do more. You know, if Dansby can keep it up and Darno, right, Ozzy waking up would be huge. Acuna continuing to do what he can do. But yeah, I mean that's where you know, that that's yeah. <laughs> that's where we need a little a little something more. And we need the home runs. We need the instant offense. We're gonna need we cannot afford to to sort of be slacking in any dimension if we're going to beat the Dodgers, right? I mean, we can either hope that they beat themselves, but they are so insured against that because they're so deep, right? I mean, just one guy goes cold, and then there's four guys to you know pick it up. But we our offense has to click. Our big hitters have to hit. People down in the lineup, Riley needs to be able to deliver with men on base, right, in scoring position. All everyone has to hit. And our pitchers, our starting pitchers, got to go deep, and our you know our bullpen guys cannot have blow ups. We just it's going to take everything we have to beat the Dodgers. Right. Well, and they've got to have better at bats. Um, I remember in the the Marlins series, I think it was Riley. Um, there was a guy on second, and I can't remember who it was. Um, and 
you know, Riley needed to get the guy over third to third. And instead of trying to work the ball to second base and right field, he tried to hit a home run every single swing. And whoever it was Przinsky or somebody at the end of the at bat was like that. It was just a terrible, terrible at bat. Um, and so the Braves have really, they've got to maximize on things like two outs in scoring position and things like that. Sacrifice flies that we joked about against the Marlins that they had one for the first time in a decade. And, you know, those are the little things you've got to generate runs because, you know, despite our hopes that they can put up some crooked numbers with some home runs, again, this park does just not yield a lot of them. So, they're going to have to find ways to produce runs and striking out a ton is just such an empty, lousy out when you've got guys on base and especially guys in scoring position, even if when even a fly ball will get somebody in. Especially against pitching like this. All right, guys, next up is Shot in the Dark, as well as our predictions for the series. But first, a quick break. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, shot in the dark. There are crazy predictions for the series coming up, but let's see how we all did with predictions on the Marlin series. And we will start with our listener picks. First up, Jeffrey Riddle predicted the Braves would sweep in three by a combined score of twenty-nine to nine. If you get if you get the drift. Oh. Um, yes. So the sweep was right, but the final combined score was eighteen to five. So thanks for playing, Jeffrey. Next up, Andrew Blaylock predicted that Acuna, Freeman, and Ozuna would combine for seven-plus homers and the Braves would sweep. Acuna was the only one to hit a homer uh, in those three. Thanks for playing, Andrew. Up next, Justin Stone predicted Freed would go eight scoreless with at least ten strikeouts and that Acuna would hit at least one leadoff homer. So you got the leadoff homer, Justin, but of course Freed went four and gave up four and struck out four. So thanks for playing. Uh, next up, Demetrius Freeman predicted the Braves would go back to back in at least one of the games. And they got close in game one as Darno and Dansby both hit homers. But of course, Ozzy was in between them in the, uh, in the lineup there. All right. Next up, Doc Herbert from the Platinum Sombrero. He predicted that Kyle Wright would post the highest game score of the entire series. Game score is one of the Bill James metrics that measure a starting pitcher's effectiveness. So, you know, I was thinking about this one in the back of my mind. I was quite sure that Ian Anderson would beat him. Um, Wright's game score was a 71 and Ian Anderson's was a 70. Whoa. So doc, doc. Ding, 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 ding. Congratulations. Ding, ding. A koozie is coming your way. 
All right, and last but not least, Han Shot first predicted that the Braves' third baseman and shortstop would score more runs and drive in more uh, runs than the Marlins' third base and shortstop. So Riley scored one and drove in zero. To Kurt's point, need to do better than that in the NLCS. Dansby scored three and drove in five. So uh, four runs scored, five RBI. Brian Anderson scored one and drove in one. Miguel Rojas scored one and drove in one for a total of two and two. We have two winners. Another winner. Whoa. Whoa. Congratulations, Han. All right. We will reach out to you guys and get your addresses and uh, send those koozies out. Nice job. All right. Let's see. Let's see how we did. More Uh, winning. I I predicted that Alcantara and Sixto would combine to give up six or more earned runs and neither would see the sixth inning in in those in their two games. So they gave up nine earned, looking good there, but Alcantara did make it through the sixth in his game. Mm-hmm. So close, but not quite. All right, Ham, you predicted that Kyle Wright would give up fewer runs than Freed or Anderson. The tie does not go to the host. No, I get this. I said and would outpitch, and he went longer, and I get this, jerk. <laughs> You said that he would outpitch. Yes, I'd say, and then and you, yes. Um, okay, Ham, you can have it. It's fine, Kurt. You predicted. I feel 12- like you made me say give up, but now I'm trying to think back if you said that to Kurt or not. It's all right. It's all right. I know that I'm. Well, an right. outpitch is just so objective. I we would have never allowed it. Sweet. <laughs> Wait till you get to my shot in the dark. That's right. So, Kurt, you predicted 12-plus extra base hits. Game one saw five, two doubles and three homers. Game two saw three, a double and two homers. We're at eight. Game three saw four doubles and yes, one triple. Nice. 13, baby. 12. Kurt, you legitimately oh, won. Congratulations. Lucky 13. That's right. No cheapies, Ham. Ham, but yours, your victory is good, too. No, I don't want it. <laughs> That's good. You shouldn't take it. I don't want to share the spotlight with you. <laughs> All right, guys. So what do we have for uh, Shot in the Dark this week, NLCS edition? I will start. I predict that the Braves 1 and 2, Acuna and Freddie, will out on base and run scored their 1 and 2, Betts and Seeger. Ham, how about you? I don't want to play. I'm not <laughs> playing. I take, I withdraw all my previous shot in the dark submissions. Um, send all the koozies back. Send I yes, the one that I think I've actually won. Um, <laughs> I say Freddie wins NLCS MVP. That would bode well. I feel mm. uh, Curtis. What do you got? Uh, Anderson outpitches Kershaw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Anderson wins. Kershaw loses. We win game two. Straight up. I really do think, well, we'll get to our predictions, but I really think that Anderson does outduel Kershaw and we win game two. As do I. I mean, but for real, for real. Right. Um, all right, folks. Remember, you get to play each week to get your shot in the dark in before uh, first pitch on Monday for the Dodgers series. Send it in via Twitter. If we pick yours, we'll discuss it on next week's show and you could win an ABT koozie if you hit it exactly. So, guys, before we give our predictions for the series, answer this question. Curtis, let's start with you. Right. If you see blank happen in the first two or three games, 
you're going to feel more confident about a series win? Um, I think uh, if I see the the pitchers escape from some jams without giving up uh, a bunch of runs, no big crooked number innings for the Dodgers. Um, and if I see more than three guys in our lineup um, producing offensively, I know that's a big ask on both of those, but I think you're going to, I mean, I, it just seems like the Braves and maybe we're just overselling the Dodgers, but because of their glaring numbers, but um, it just seems like the Braves are going to have to be pretty perfect to pull this series went off. Yeah. Um, Ham, how about you? What do you want to see in the first couple of games? Uh, I, I mean, I sort of with Kurt on one of them. I don't want to see walks. I want to see Freed and Anderson and Wright one walk for the whole game, zero walks for the whole game. Obviously, I want to see them be aggressive and stuff like that, and and not give up a bunch of runs. But I think the walks are the thing that I really want to see those guys in control. Um, and I want to see Freddie hitting. I want to see Freddie winning the NLCS MVP. That's the thing. If he's, you know, barreling the ball. Um, being dominant, being dangerous, that puts a ton, that just makes the rest of the lineup work in front of him and behind him. So those are the two things I want to see. No walks, lots of Freddie. Yeah, I'm certainly um, on all that stuff with you guys. I want to go, I want the bullpen to give up fewer runs than theirs. You know, in those first couple games, it's just going to mean that one, the the bullpen dominance is continuing. Hopefully that means fewer innings from our bullpen than theirs. Just like that, you know, we have got to, it is one of our strengths, right? It is, it is one of the places where we are better. And if we don't take advantage of that, we're in real trouble. I mean, the bullpen has to be a differentiator for us. Yeah. And, you know, and I know this sounds silly because obviously going down O2 would be bad, but just sort of in a vacuum, we'd be in big trouble. Like if both Freed and Anderson lost, you know what I mean? Not just from strict numbers, but just like those are our two best starting pitchers. <laughs> you know, we, we really need to split those games. Yeah. Well, and and I'm also curious. You know, that I get. I think it was the Rockies a few years ago that went on that crazy run at the end of the season, and they got into the playoffs and blew through the first couple of rounds of the playoffs. Didn't lose a game, and then got to the World Series. I think they played the Red Sox and lost the first game and proceeded to get swept. Swept. Uh, so. If the Braves should lose game one, how do they bounce back? You know, how do they deal with some adversity, which they obviously have not had to deal with this postseason? Um, and that'll be a big factor, too. If they can come back and win game two, then I think they're in for the series. If not, I think it's a short one. Speaking of dealing with adversity, how are we going to deal with Duke? Because, you know, look, the Braves are not going to sweep. You know? <laughs> um, hey we're going to have our first post-game wrap-up loss. It's going to feel very different. I'm sure it'll involve yelling at the refs, the umps, <laughs> the umps. and Snicker. Everyone, everyone blaming me for being so negative. Yeah, well, that's, that's every show. Yes. Well, Curtis, let's, let's start with you. What is your, what is your prediction for the, uh, for the series? Um, I picked the Braves to win the World Series at the beginning of the season just to remind people. But um, I just think that this is a task that might be too tall for them. Um, if they had Soroka 
um, I would like their chances a lot more. I think with Soroka, the depth of three starting pitchers that could match up against three starting pitchers for the Dodgers, and then you see what happens after that with our offense against their offense, which is a minimal difference, I think that we could stand toe-to-toe with them. Without that extra starting pitcher, I think – it's going to be tough. So um, I think the Dodgers take it in six. All right. So flip flopper, you know, all, I mean, all the stuff you're saying is true, right? The Braves are going to have to play error free ball. You know, the majority of the guys are going to have to bring their a game. Like there's no room for error. Um, but I do think the Braves can play that game. Right. And I think that they're going to need a few breaks They're, I mean, think about like, think about all the stupid stuff that the Cardinals did last year against the Braves. The I know Zuna, for example, all the like, you know, not well hit balls that just hugged the right field line and went in for doubles like that sort of luck. You know, the Braves are going to need some of that stuff. But I also think that this is a magical season for the Braves. I have them winning in seven. Ham, how about you? Nice. Um, the way I see this playing out is uh, I see it. Uh, I see Bueller not doing well in the first game and us sort of getting on him and winning actually the first game. Um, and then the pressure being on Kershaw and Kershaw choking a little bit. Us being up 2 nothing. Uh, Dodgers come back and win one. Uh, we go up three one. Dodgers win to go three two, and then we win it in six. Braves in six. I think um, we have enough studs to win the first two games to put the pressure on the Dodgers. I think our bullpen is better than theirs, like we said. Um, and it's just a week of baseball. The Braves have been on runs before, right? I mean, they can get they can get going. I mean, I love if anyone can keep this team sort of calm and composed during this time. It's Snicker. Um, they love each other. They're having a great run, a great ride. I think they're better than they've ever been, you know, or at least in a long time. And this is their year. I really feel it. And so uh, it's going to take the Dodgers are going to throw the the best that they can at us, and we're going to take their first punch. And then I think they're going to get a little bit tight. And we're going to take advantage of that. See, I love game two. I love the Anderson-Kershaw matchup. Yep, me too. I feel really good about that. So, yeah, take game one. God, you know, I mean, look, we we need masterful Freed to show up tomorrow as opposed to, you know, NLDS Freed that we got. Yeah. I mean, Um, he's got the rest. His fastball, his velocity was up. He just was, you know... Who knows? Was it nerves or something? But I think he's got that one behind him. Um, he, I think he's going to be ready for this game. He's going to rise to the occasion. I really think so. Oh, yeah. And then game three becomes so pivotal. And what do we get from right? You know, and it could be amazing. But you know, Kurt, you talked about like how are they going to how are they going to navigate when there's a bunch of you know traffic on the base paths and all that stuff and Look, navigating through that against the Marlins and the Reds offense is going to be easier than it is against the Dodgers offense. And how well can they do it? That's going to be pivotal here. Don't walk, guys. And, you know, don't put up crooked numbers. Um, Just let it be exciting. Just let the games be exciting. (laughs) 
Just like don't like be down for nothing in this going into the second, you know, and it's Wednesday and we're already down to nothing in the series. And it's like just cussing and despondent. It wouldn't be, it would be out of character for this season. It would not be, out I agree. Of, not out. It would not be out of character for this franchise, but this season, yeah, for, the it would, decade is for, another... well, for a lifetime of being an Atlanta sports fan, it would feel right on, you know, right on point. But, um, they, the, you, you said it, I think, Steve, at the top, and we've said it a bunch. They, they are good enough to compete with the Dodgers as good as the Dodgers are. Let, just please yeah. just do that. You know, right. just do that. All right, Curtis, any final thoughts? Let's get to it. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, let's win game one. It has worked well in the last two series. All right, guys, that is the show. We will be back with post-game shows after each NLCS game. Remember, you can find us at Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. You can always find us at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk and to like us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, and go Braves! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. Had to